Make the feelings reverse This life I'm living is search And that was the first Selling college Working part time To get my car fixed And put dents in my pockets Know what I'm trying to say is I depended on dudes for mad shit But they didn't come through for half of it So the fact is We all actors In this movie of life Being on the other side of casting is so interesting On the other side of the table Yeah Because like then you can see how people Just like fuck it up Yeah Like how they just Just really get in their own way yeah, I watched it all day yesterday for like eight hours. Granted, like most people I think were like, they were younger boys, like 20, yeah. 18. So I don't know. I had a little bit more like, oh, you guys are babies. So, right. But still, I was like, what are you? Ah. <laughs> um, okay, so welcome to another episode of The Struggling Artist. Um, I'm here with my friend Dia Frampton. Hello. Uh, Dia. Performed last night at the Grammy Museum, right? Yep. Um, you recently were on Criminal Minds, and you're releasing your album today? Yes, Bruises is out today. It's crazy. It seems like, I, I mean, like some of the songs are five years old on it, and it's been being released. It's, it's just this crazy thing. I can't believe you're here in my bedroom on the day you're releasing your album. I feel like you should be like doing there's like so many other really cool things you could be doing in LA um, so I got you something to um, just congratulate you what just, just it's from oh, all of us oh here gosh. at the struggling artist I'm keeping this forever from the struggling artist oh my gosh yeah so I just want so I mean it's so, so huge you know it's um, beautiful uh, well, I'm glad you like them. Um, but thank you. I love. I really. I know lots of girls are like, I don't love flowers, but I love flowers. I know because you're kind of like morbid. I am a little. I didn't realize I was until somebody else said that yesterday again after the show. <laughs> he said you're really morbid. Well, I, the songs that you showed last night at the museum were you showcased at uh, the museum at Spotlight. There were four songs, mm -hmm. and like one of them was basically called. Uh, Die Wild. Die Wild. Which is amazing. Like, what's what's the deal with that? Um, Die Wild is just about... Uh, I mean, somebody gave me a card the other day that said, Do What You Love. And it's really about that. That's the positive title for Die Wild. Right. Is Do What You Love. Um, I think it was like a Hallmark card or something. But it was cute. But uh, it's uh, about dying, doing something something that you really enjoy because I always thought about the other side of the spectrum what if I just moved back to Utah and I was successful as far as money goes or you know I have a house now but would I really be happy and what if I died that day that I was coming home from the office and I was so upset or yeah. you know not doing what I felt like I was called to do and how how terrible that would feel right 
So Die Wild is just about dying doing something that you love. You go back to Utah, you would have that house here. You don't have those things. <laughs> Are people under the impression that you have those things here? Like, they think that you live in this, like, extravagant... I think so sometimes, which is, is weird. Um, I definitely don't. And, and I went and spoke at this panel the other day for struggling artists. And, um, yeah. and you know, they said, that's so great that you make a living with music. How do you do that? And... I, I wanted to be realistic for them, so well, you know, I also work at a health and nutrition store, and I also work for um, an ice cream company. So I have two jobs on the side of also trying to go in for auditions and then trying to uh, write music for artists. So at first, I was kind of embarrassed to say that because they just had sparkles in their eyes, and because they see you and they think, oh, she's, yeah, she's a star. No, I just said, I, you know, I said, I want to say like work hard and you'll just get there. But I said, you know, I'm not there. I'm, I've worked two normal jobs. You can come see me nine to five at this place, and I'll get you some vitamins or something. Seriously. So, um, <laughs> so you know, there is that. I, I try to be more realistic with. People, especially since I talked to a lot of students lately, and I feel like you should, you should just be ready to work really hard. Right. Uh, how'd you, how, how'd you get started? Um, I got started. I just, I've always loved music, and then, um, when I was a young kid, I was really inspired by Leanne Rhymes because she was my close to my age and performing and singing. And so I started singing and uh, started karaoke around town. I would play at nursing homes and at ice skating rinks. And um, we had like a kite festival in March right. in Utah. Like all these really random things. Literally lots of the times the stage was the back of a track or something. Um, but it was really fun. And then when I, as I got older, around 15, my sister Meg was actually the one who started writing her own music and started playing guitar and she was a wonderful piano player so she's the one who actually inspired me to move forward in that direction of creating my own content instead of just singing other people's songs and and I'd say after that I was kind of always um, following behind Meg because she she was really a trailblazer right she was going after it and yeah you were just kind of watching her do these things and like you know I read your medium article um, which was like awesome which is basically what this show is about like um, yeah. i want to educate people on artists they might not ever heard of that i believe in um and when i read your article it was you know part of the inspiration but we were already in the process of making the show and i have an older brother who when when i was younger was recording me as a kid you know like oh, really? making me do commercials you know and um and i kind of like fell into this and i just think it's really it's it's amazing that you have it's it's like you have the same relationship with your sister. Yeah, um, we and we created this show together. Like me, yeah. and my, this is my this show is my brother's idea. Really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and he's you know he's guiding it kind of from Florida, but can you talk about your relationship with your sister? Yeah, my sister and I were really close for years. Um, I mean, we would you know when we rent an apartment with a bunch of roommates we would share a room just to share costs mostly but we have our little mattresses on the floor um just right next to each other and we toured for forever so we were really really close for a long time um then the voice happened and that was where it kind of got strained because i was all of a sudden pushed into this solo realm and away from my sister and away from my band and then after the voice 
trying to go back to that relationship was so weird right. and clunky and nothing really crazy happened. Um, it was just a slow kind of weeding out of just, uh, I don't know, it was like dating somebody for a really long time. Yeah. And then dating somebody else and then coming back and trying to date them again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, can we just get back to watching this Netflix movie and drinking coffee and like not pretend was, that that happened? Right. But it, it did happen and it did change both of us. And that's that was the hard part of doing that. And we tried to tour afterwards. Were and there um, fights? And were you guys fighting with each other? Or like, um arguments or like any animosity or jealousy or we had some weird arguments come out but it wasn't anything un unusual that i wouldn't think any siblings would have sure yeah. we weren't fighting all the time but there were like a couple i guess not fights but heart-to-heart -heart talks yeah. um we're like this is how we feel you hurt my feelings by doing this or you did said this and a lot of the times especially for me i say things that um, come off so not the way that I intend them to be. Right. Um, like so condescending or so I know better than you. And, and I mean, not just with my sister, but with everyone. And it's, it's just with this thing that I have been really conscious of the way I phrase my words. Right. Because sometimes I'll say something to someone, I'll hear it back from someone else. And she said, you said this. And I said, oh, wait, what? Yeah. But then I can see how it comes. So it was, it was a really big learning thing for me. Um, to realize how I am, you know, and sure. to make changes. You know, and you're, you're saying in, in, the, in the article, on the Medium article, it says, like, um, the voice, you were, you have this history of touring with your sister, and then they turned you into this uh, children's book author. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, why didn't Dia tell me about this? Like, did you, did you write a children's book? Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, I mean, with the voice, they kind of, help you find what you find your story yeah and i think with that one they went with the wrong <laughs> story for, um but i mean because you you're very but you're sweet sorry to take off you're like you're so oh, yeah. sweet like you you're just a sweet person so it's like yeah children's book author like, i think that's what they saw they just saw you know this girl i mean i sang bubbly for the opening song so right. i just came off as this kind of sweet bubbly person right. and as I was doing all the interviews talking about my life, I talked, I, I spoke for a short amount of time about writing children's books. And it, it's, I mean, people thought I was published and they right. could book in Barnes and Noble. And I just said, oh, wait, uh, I just had them on my computer. I've shown them to my sisters, really. It, it hasn't right. been this, this big thing in my life, but it kind of came off that way. Um, and that was another weird part with my band as well, because, you know, lots of people thought I didn't, speak about Megan Deer. I was trying to hide that I was in Megan Deer, and I spoke about Megan Deer a lot in just, interviews, but it was just cut out. Yeah. So it was a, um, and you know, nothing bad on the voice. I actually had a wonderful time on the show and everyone was really nice, but they're just doing their job of kind of fitting people into their stories and how they want to be presented. And I ended up being the children's book author. Um, I should have just ran with it. I should have just published books really fast. Yeah. You should have just pumped it out. And pushed them out. Well, she didn't win, but let's go buy her, her book for, exactly. for the kids. <laughs> exactly. Um, so check this out, all right? When I first moved here six, six, a little over six years ago, I, um, I needed money and have no money. And they were hiring people to be audience members on The Voice. Really? 
swear. So I got paid 40 bucks, and um, I watched, like, several of the blind auditions. Really? Yeah, and I saw, I was there for season one. So wow. I just think it's crazy that, like... It's you a know, small world. Yeah, you go out, you just go you're going on this journey and like you intersect with people that like um, that you're gonna work with at some point and uh, I know you as uh, Dia Franklin the actress, which you're amazing. Um, Thanks. and you just did Criminal Minds. Yeah. What what is um what's that like? What's I was really scared to be on Criminal Minds. Um, I can say that now that it's out, because you yeah. never want to say that before you shoot. Right. Um but it was, it was hard. I mean, for me and you, we went to scene study class together for a right. long time. And so, you know, you get to kind of sit in the scenes, and they're long scenes. Not long, but longer than Criminal Minds, for sure. Eight pages. Yeah. And you can kind of work it out, and then you have your really nurturing teacher there. He's like, okay, let's try it this way. Or, right. you know, if you're not getting to that place you want to get to, they can kind of help you sit in it. And then you also have a great partner that you know really well. And right. when we work together, I'm like, I know Adam. I trust Adam. Right. Um, but on Criminal Minds, it was just showing up, not knowing anyone. Right. Not knowing, uh, you know, and it was all about working out blocking and lighting and eyeline and everything and just being very particular about those things while also trying to just say these lines. And it's also, you know... I mean, I knew this, but I'd never done it before. Right. So it was just cutting in and let's just get this one line. And so you have to really be in that moment and then remember the, what you did before and where you're going to and just say the one line. And it's so nice to be able to just sit in a scene with somebody in class for five minutes. Right. It's because you actually settle in to the scene kind of. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I haven't done a show like Criminal Minds, but... It's, it's awesome. very quick. What's it was fast mm -hmm. and went by super quick. Because they're just such a well-oiled machine. Everybody that's worked that is there has been working there for a long time, I presume. Because they were all just, you know, okay, this shot, this shot, this shot, and um, it yeah, it was just so fast, and it was fun though. It was fun. Are you um? Do you like singing better? Are you or do you do you see yourself acting? Like, what's is there one? Is there one that you are focusing on more than the other? I think right now, I love them both, but there is definitely a lot more mystery and unknown to acting, just mm -hmm. because I've been singing for so long. Um, but at the same time, there is so much that I need to learn with music, so it's not like I feel, oh, I, I learned everything I need to know about music moving on, because I think still, at doing it for years and years and years, there's still so much to learn with music and with voice, and um, I started uh, up with a Broadway teacher recently, because okay. I wanted to learn that kind of style of singing, and it's so different and so hard. If you walked by my apartment and you heard me sing, you'd think I never sang before. It's just like, <laughs> like it, it's terrible. So I'm embarking on this whole new adventure with voice and in just learning to sing well and with technique and breathing. That has nothing to do with how is the album doing today. It's all about learning how to sing, and that's been really fun. But acting is so fun because it's so scary to me. Yeah. And it's so terrifying. And just being on Criminal Minds the whole day, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And that kind of excitement was really magical. And I just don't know what I'm doing when I'm acting. And yeah. so that figuring it out is really terrifying and fun. Last night at the Grammy Museum, uh, 
the climb Dave is from, by the way. Yeah, but you you were talking about like getting a bone and like how you got the the, vo- the voice was your bone. Do you feel like you're looking for a bone as an actress too? And like, how are you, so. how are you being crafty and trying to get that? I don't know, um, but it, it, it is that way. And sometimes in life, you feel like somebody does throw you a bone, and then sometimes you you feel like, what's going on? I've been working at this for so long. But then at other times, um, I was speaking to this amazing actor, and uh, he was kind enough to just kind of let me pick his brain. Mm. Um, not name dropping, but I was speaking with Tobin Bell from. He was in Saw. He was in the Steve oh, Burton. Yeah, Tobin Bell. Um, he was in the Manson. I can't remember what that one was. He was in. I mean, he's been in a, a bajillion films. Right. The Flash, and um, he was so kind to just kind of let me ask him all these questions about acting, and he's such an amazing person. And he said that, but Mississippi Burning was his first speaking role. Okay. And before then, he had been in thirty-five movies with non-speaking parts. Basically, like, just a featured extra? Yeah. That's crazy. You know, and he was there because he wanted to learn and he wanted to watch. And he got to watch Paul Newman. He is is a non-speaking actor in the background. And, and, you know, that really put it into perspective for me because I've been trying to act for five years now. And that's really nothing. I mean, it feels hard as I'm I'm getting older and I'm, I'm in the territory where I'm not young enough to play college, but I'm not old enough to be a wife. So I'm in kind of that weird in between in between area with age. So it's difficult, but I mean, Tobin really pushed for so long and then he got his first role in Mississippi burning this beautiful movie. And then he's just, he's still working really hard today. And, um, you know, that, that says something with people who just persevere. Right. I, I agree. You have, it's one of like, just anything in the entertainment industry is you you have to persevere. Um, I think that's those are the true craftsmen, the guys that have been doing it, the people that have been doing it the longest, you know, they've just been doing it for a really long time. Is there anybody that you admire as as an actor? Well, there's so many people. Um, I know that there's all the amazing actors like Marlon Brando, of course, and Elizabeth Taylor, but I, I've been also very much admiring the people of, of today. Right. Um, and no, I'm not comparing them to Marlon Brando, of course, but th- there's people that have really just taken the bull by the horn, so to speak. Um, speaking of uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend, um, the creator of that show, Rachel Bloom, created this show for herself. She's right. got such a vibrant personality, and I, I was listening to her do an interview, and she really put herself out there and pushed and made her own content. And and those people, um, the Duplass brothers, I really love yeah. and respect because they're the same way. They, they don't wait for the audition. They don't wait for somebody to say, okay, we're going to tell your story now. They just make things, and, and they don't give you an excuse. You can go on YouTube and watch a short that the Duplass brothers that have done that have done that doesn't look like a, a big, you know, there's lighting and a nice camera. It, right. it looks like it, they filmed it on their phone. But right. there is something interesting and special about the things that they make. Right. And I just watched Blue Jay, and it's a beautiful film. That's the Have you seen Blue Jay? I haven't seen it, no. You need to watch it tonight. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, really, it's really beautiful. And it's one of those movies that, you know, has basically one location yeah. in the house and basically two actors in the whole movie, except I think there's a convenience store guy that's cute. But, um... It's just, those people 
are the people that I really love because that's where I am in my life now is, is you know, the whole last year was doing auditions and, and mostly freezing in, in most of them and right. ruining them, right? Like you said, getting in my own way in the audition room. And, and there's people like the two Boss Brothers, Rachel Bloom, they're making their own content, which is really special. I'm, I'm a big believer in, like, I'm not... I didn't move out here to wait for the phone to ring, so to speak. Like, I have friends that are talented, you know, like, that, you know, our, our taste hasn't necessarily... Caught, caught up to our technical abilities mm-hmm. but if we keep you know pounding the pavement that'll happen you know yeah. that that's gonna happen um are you doing anything right now to like feed that part of your artist i just started writing a screenplay and it's scary because i'm, I'm not a writer and a little bit of me didn't want to do that because I always compared it to music and I always thought about it. That's what I was going to say. You are a writer though because you write your own music and like watching you last night, you are your storyteller. Like you're, you have the ability to connect with it. What feels like you connected with everybody in the room. Like you take your time on stage as you're performing. I don't know if you're making a conscious um, effort to do that, but it felt like at one point you made eye contact with me. I'm like, <laughs> you know, but like, sorry, sorry, but you are, you are a storyteller. That was actually, speaking of people that I admire again, but that's what Greta Gerwig said, um, who, who also was another person who creates and writes her own content, like Frances Hahn, uh, she's in 20th Century Women now, but okay. um, she said, you know, lots of people worry so much about format and, and uh, you know, how structure. to go in a script, yeah, structure, and yeah. And she said, we, we have that installed in us because, you know, if I come to you and say, Adam, oh my gosh, the craziest thing happened to me yesterday. Yeah. I started at the beginning. I kind of build up to the climax and then I got in a car accident and, and then I went home. And, right. You know, so we kind of just do it naturally. And I think that's the thing is, is we shouldn't try to overthink, I guess. But I am scared about that because in music there is a format that... I know by heart, I don't even think about it. You know, yeah. the chorus comes in before 30 seconds, the bridge is here. If, if this is not working out, the chorus can be twice as long. You can bring the pre back in this situation. And and now that I know those rules so well, it's, it's fun to bend them and, and not listen to them. But I feel like you need to know it. And, and so many of my friends who write scripts just know that already. Right. The inciting incident yeah. comes on page 10, or should exactly. it come before t- uh, page 10? Um, have you read Save the Cat? I haven't read Save the Cat, no. It is an amazing book. Um, it really helps you with format and structure and how to tell the best story. And yeah. I really love that book a lot. I'm going to have to do that. So Save the Cat and Blue, Blue Jay. Blue Jay. It's on your to-do list. And uh, Bruises, you should buy that today. Yeah, and that. <laughs> Music. Um, Book and movie. Yeah. That's the whole night right there. That's like like the best. That's all that's all you need. I think you need all those things to Yeah. To not be depressed as an artist, you know, and get inspired. <laughs> um what are there are there certain things you have to do or is there something you have to do every day so you are feeding your artist or you're not getting depressed or you're in creation? Um, one thing that I do right now consistently is I uh, sing for an hour no matter what every day yeah every day and uh, and right now with the Broadway it's sounding really bad yeah. but um, that's one thing and, and Denzel Washington said it best but it's all about consistency sure because um, sometimes you know we'll get a busy day and we'll just not do anything for a few days and then come back to singing and come back to acting and it's that weird thing but I really um, wanted to do that and then I wanted to start looking into 
theater and plays. And, and that's actually something that really terrifies me. Um, like watching you in Seascape with, yes. um, Seascape with Sharks and Dancer. That is really scary to me, well, to watch people on stage, live, with a bajillion lines. Yeah. And you, it was just you and one other person. And London, London Thor, yeah. So, just 65 pages of dialogue. Yeah. So two people on stage, yeah. that, that is, I mean, that's terrifying to me. Right. Um, terrifying. I would do it all over again. Really? Yeah. How did you, like, did you start to sink into it? Um, after the first show, yeah, but, but it was. I don't think it was the the first show. the The first show was magical. Um, I I think it was like around the third show that I was like, oh, I think I know who this guy is. And then like by the last show, you're like, oh, I know who this guy is, but it's the last <laughs> okay. show. You know, um, the the biggest thing I think you know I, I took away from that was just the stamina. Yeah, know? but we should totally do a play together. Yeah, that'd be so fun. I mean, it's, honestly, I look up so much to theater actors because it truly is, I think the thing that scares me the most, the most, is stand-up. Right. Um, I tried to do that once uh, because it was actually this thing where they said, you know, someone who's never done stand-up will have this little thing at the comedy mm. festival. So I did that, and I was terrified. I'll never do that again. But theater is right under that just watching people on stage I, I i'm gonna correct her with you stand-up comedy is the most i don't like i have such a respect for those guys because if you're doing if you have a voice and you're doing that really well you have to you have to make people laugh like people are showing up to shows and you're like okay you know i hope this person can make me laugh and you have to it's so it's so crazy there's so many expectations already yeah you know like all right if you're not funny um I'm going to be pissed or this is going to be really bad. I'm not coming back. I don't know. Like, it's just like, I, it's too much. And there's that instant feeling of just having a silent audience. Cause if you're doing a play or even me performing, if somebody doesn't laugh, it's whatever, right. You know, um, but it, it can just be silent the whole time. We can kind of just keep doing our thing, but stand up. It's, it's yeah. Cause if you're, if nobody's, if you're not getting a reaction out of anybody, then you're just tanking, dude. Um, it's brutal. Uh, what does it mean to embrace the struggle? Embrace the struggle? I've actually had a really good time learning. Um, and Steve Martin said this in an in a interview, I think, but he said so many people come up to me and they say, how do I get an agent? How do I, how do I get into the room? Uh, how do I get a headshot done? And, and he said that he's so surprised that nobody says, how do I get good? Right. Which is, is something that I haven't asked myself because when I first started acting, it was the same thing. Like, oh, this headshot isn't right. Or what studio should I should I join? Or um, how, how can I book this audition? And it wasn't focused on actually acting, as crazy as that sounds. Right. That wasn't the focus. It was about all these other weird things. And, of course, I wanted to do a good job. But yeah. um, I feel like it has shifted to um, how do I become the best singer how, and, and when I say the best, not better than Adele, that's impossible, but how do I come, become the best version of myself? Right. And how do I become the best actor that I can be? Um, how does that happen? And that's been actually a fun shift because, I mean, there, there's definitely nights where I'm like, I suck, this yeah. is terrible. But for the most part, it's fun to kind of learn and grow in that way and just really be focused in class and, and be focused on writing. And that, that's been fun.
if you're focusing on your craft, you're gonna attract work. I think so. I mean, I mean I has it so. has it worked like that way for you? I mean, like, have has opportunities presented themselves because you have made? I know, I know you. You show up consistent. You're consistently showing up. You know. Yeah. And you're saying I might not be the best that day, but I'm still. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, right? And I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, do you think you've gotten opportunities because you've you're committed to it that way? I think, I mean, they've been small opportunities. It, 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 you know, Steven Spielberg hasn't knocked down my door. But um, sure. they've been the, these little short films or uh, little web series and things like that that have come that um, I've really loved and loved yeah. to be a part of. And I just love being on set with anyone, even if it's just we're shooting a two-minute little thing about love or about right. loss. And that's been really fun. Um, and I think it, it has been slowly opening up I hope but I, I it's like you said it's not it's not like I'm gonna wait for the phone to ring sure, still but right. it is it has I guess open up the connections in LA because I feel like there's a lot of great creative people who are making things right it is hard though sometimes because I feel like it's a little high schooly in the fact that there are these groups of people that just make their own kinds of short films and things together and they have a well-oiled machine They've been right. friends since college and they're right. making all these things. And, and it's hard like, to get into that crew and like... Yeah, exactly. It, it is hard. Um, bruises, do you think you would have made... Um, do you think you would have made bruises if um, everything was like... Going... Yeah. <laughs> going well? Yeah. Do you, do you think so? No, I don't. Which is such a weird thought. Um... But bruises is mostly about peaks and valleys and about all, all of my failures. Um, and, and I don't say failures even as a bad thing, just when things really didn't work out the way I thought they would. But I feel like every time that happens, I'm pushed into doing something. And honestly, the reason I started writing this screenplay that I'm working on now mm -hmm. is because I had the worst audition ever about two weeks ago. The screenplay is very new. I've written maybe three scenes from why, it. Why was it the worst audition? Um, it was the worst audition mostly because I loved it and I felt connected to it. Sometimes I'll go in and have clunky auditions because um, uh, you know, I was trying to be like a sex kid and I'm just really not that person so I really have to push hard and, and act a lot more than I'd have to if I played mm. someone more, more close to me. But this person felt really close to me and what they were speaking about was really connected with me. Um, and I felt really good about it. And I went in and coached and I prepared and I was off book and I was ready to go. And I think because I felt so great about it was why I fell so hard when it didn't work. Because I went in the room, I was waiting in the waiting room with all these girls who, and then I'm instantly like, oh, that girl's really pretty. Like, oh, that girl's really skinny. Like, my legs, like two of her legs. It's <laughs> like all these weird things that go, I'm such yeah. a crazy neurotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then instead of focusing on what the character's doing, I'm looking at this girl and she's probably like, why, why, is, she, why is she staring at me? Right. Um, and then I went into the room and I forgot all the lines, just forgot everything and uh, had to start again. And then she said, you know, why don't you try it this way? And I was like, okay, I got it. And then I just totally didn't take the note at all. You know, she said, do it a little bit firmer, stronger, you're more, you have more conviction. And I often, in times of nervousness, think about the result instead yeah. of how this person feels this way. So instead of saying, okay, why would my character be more convicted or, or more 
um, strong in this because maybe this happened here or at this part I'm really trying to get it across to the other character that I feel this way right and instead of thinking about it that way my brain goes to the result like more convicted or uh, more conviction more anger more strength and then right. you just start to play strength which is really strange right you can't play strength without you know yeah no I, I totally get it and then look you miss because you're so wrapped up in your head, you forget to be present and play your, um, you know, what we would, what we know as your goal. Yeah. You know, right? It's, it's, I mean, how are you? Or your action, I mean, you know. Do you feel <sighs> okay? Are you? But I mean, it's just, I'm the same, I'm in the same way. I mean, like, I think now I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I just kind of like, I'm not necessarily throwing it away, but I'm just kind of going in there and going, this is who I am. Um, this is, these are the choices that I made. And I'm, I'm more committed to, today I'm just going to play a part, you know? I think I've, I, you know, I haven't had the, the big opportunities yet either, you know? Like, I've worked with bigger people, but I mean, I just go in there and I say, hey, I'm going to do this. Like, this, today I'm just going to have fun and play this part. Yeah. You know, like. It's hard to just have fun. Just kind of rely on the fact that you know who you are and like what, how you look and all these yeah. other things. And it's kind of like, this is, this is, this is who I am. I mean, I feel, I feel like, I mean, watching you in class, I feel like you always bring 100% commitment to class, yeah. which sometimes I feel like people bring a little bit because it's class and they're figuring it out, but I yeah. feel like you always came like you were actually going to go on set in class. Oh, yeah. Which is such a great thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, um, I just, I'm competitive. I, I grew up playing sports, oh. so... There's this winning and losing aspect to scenes. That is so important, though, I think. You know, like, how are, how are you going to win a scene? Like, mm -hmm. And so um, that was instilled in me at, at the studio. You know, I and see I, that now, and, um, about your work. You know, they, they were, they were you like games, so why don't you just make it a game? Yeah. Like, You're right. I want to win this fucking game. Yeah. You know? That's such a good way to look at it. Um. And so, that works for me because, like I said, I grew up on the street—not not really on the street, but like you know, I was a street kid playing ball, you know, and like mm -hmm. it was, I grew up competitive. Yeah, um, I can see that now with with how you work. That makes sense. But you know, like in your in your work, your and even in your music, like um, I was listening to Gold and Silver a bunch last night, and you know, because you have this relationship with your sister, you know. You're so relatable to me. Like I have a relationship with my older brother, and I feel like it's it's so similar. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're like like we were talking about, you're morbid, and even <laughs> as an actress, you're so sweet. Like the duality of who you are, different and super sweet. Like you're a lovely person. You're gorgeous. Like, but you see the work, and it's like that's really dark. Like there's a darkness in in your stuff. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but it's just so no, interesting yeah. to me. Like, when I saw you work as an actor, it's like, it's really dark. I'm yeah. like, that is, ah, I don't, I, it's weird, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the part of me that I kind of subdue in my life yeah. that's sleeping. And um, you know what's strange, though, is I feel like when I've been in tumultuous relationships, that dark side of me, like, really grips in. Right. Um, which is... Not where I like to be. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, when I, when I feel like I can just be around people that kind of boost my creativity, my positivity, that part of me can go away. But when I'm alone for long periods of time or like when I'm on tour alone, yeah. I start to get really brooding and, and, um, compulsive and, uh, I'll, I'll make a lot of decisions just on a, this isn't working. Like I, this is terrible. And just, mm -hmm. and just quit something or stop something or, um, I've broken up with people on a whim because all of a sudden I feel so sad and like, this is bad. And it is so quick and, yeah. and, um, and then I'll regret it. And, and you know, they usually just like, get away. You're crazy. <laughs> but, um, that, that darkness does peak in. Yeah. But you, do you, you don't, you don't see yourself like that. Like you don't, you don't recognize it, do you? I don't, I don't recognize I it. I mean, it's because it's just all the stuff that I've seen or the, the, the most memorable things I've seen you do. I mean, like I've seen you, Peaky blinders where you're up there singing and you're crying. Yeah. I mean, you're not the first person to say it, so it is. It's, it's definitely like, there. What? <laughs> What's yeah. going on like, in It's there? like, oh my god, I can't take my eyes off of it. It's awesome. Um, I just think that you're, you're. I think you're already a proven musician, um, but I think um, the world is yet to see you, um, the real you as an actress, which is gonna. I think it's the most exciting thing. Yeah, I'm excited. It, it's so fun to just tell stories. Yeah. But I feel like it, I'm, I'm very critical. I, they're finishing up a short film that I, I worked on, and my instant thought wasn't, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it. It was, oh, I don't want to see it, because I, I just critique everything I yeah. do. Like, why did I turn that way? That Why did I move? My character has no reason to move my hands right sure. now. Sure, like, yeah. You know, do you do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, what? That... That's not even just why. Why did I stand up there? There's no reason to stand up there. Like, yeah, why? it's weird. Yeah. Why is my voice so high? Why didn't I even? It's like yes. all these things that yeah. I think about, and I guess it's learning. It is. I think you just, and I don't know. I'm still growing as as an actor myself, but I think you just get more and more planted and more. You're yeah. Just like okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I also like to keep it fresh. Whereas some of the things you you do to keep your acting fresh and you're not. You know, you develop tricks and you develop things that, you know, you're good at and are effective with your mm -hmm. audience. Like, um, how do you change it up? Like, um, I've tried to just give myself permission to be as emotional as I am in real life in acting. Mm. And that was something that um, my teacher said to me recently, our teacher. Yeah. Um, but she said, you know, how can you act this way in this scene when you don't act like that ever in real life when you don't show anger when you don't show emotion and you know there's always that stereotypical guy that doesn't cry or whatever it's right. like just stop right. <laughs> just let it out just be yourself but you, you know maybe it comes from uh, him being raised by a dad who's like boys shouldn't cry right. and then it just is that kind of wall that was built for years and you just don't know about it but for me it's just I'm pretty emotional. I cry all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, whether it's watching a movie or listening to a song or somebody cuts me off and it makes me really upset. or And when they cut you off in L.A., it's not just like, it's like, you, you <laughs> should die. Yeah. Like, they literally, my friend called it me crying the other like, day. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. My friend had a, a doctor, like, roll down the window and be like, I'm a freaking doctor. Like, you should, like, you should kill people, blah, blah, blah. and she's just like, it, road rage is in LA, we all know, but I digress, but, um, it's a serious thing, it really is a serious thing, but it's just about letting out 
those things, you know, even how you react with road rage and you don't yeah. let it show in a, in, a, in a scene because you're too timid or don't want to hurt the other person's feelings, right. or whatever it may be. But for me, keeping it fresh has just been, okay, just, just stop trying to cover things sure. up. And yeah. that's hard. What advice would you give to somebody starting out as a musician, as a writer, as an actor, you know, Man. just creative, you know? Like what? It's so funny because I, I don't feel that much older than some people that I speak to, especially students, yeah. but um, I went and spoke at USC the other day and I was speaking to people who are kind of inspiring to, to be either artists or in music management. Right. And there's such a gap there in the in the 10 years that I've been alive longer um, because when when my sister and I were starting out there wasn't YouTube you don't just put a, a cover on YouTube right you don't tweet at people we booked all of our tours through MySpace yeah or just cold calling and yeah. and when I say tours I mean you know playing for like five people in a house <laughs> so yeah. and trying to make it more fancy but it was really <laughs> just this you know we made a demo in our garage it's so old school but um and we made all our contacts through meeting people like this. Right. Um, you know, we, we met our manager by going and opening up for somebody at a show and meeting their merch guy who was tour managing them and selling t-shirts for the band. And then he connected us with our manager. And it was all this really raw way of connecting with people. And now so many people, it's so different with Viners and YouTubers. And I feel like there is that a little bit of a, I want it and I want it now kind of way, yeah. or I want it and I want it fast. Yeah. Um, which I think it will get out of their system just by, you know, I just kind of put my hand up like, okay, yeah. like you go for it. But as far as advice goes, it's really about doing the work, I think. Um, and definitely connecting with people and putting yourself out there and exposing yourself. But get really good at what you're doing and then seek people out. And I feel like so many people are eager to put out work, but yeah. I would rather have somebody wait and send in 20 seconds of a really good reel or really great footage. And not great as in the camera is great and the lighting is great, but just great acting. Right. Rather than putting together this two-minute weird short that doesn't really show off anything. Um, or with music, sometimes people will send... I spoke to my manager about this, but they'll send him like 20 songs to show how diverse they are. Right. When he listens to the first 30 seconds of one song. And then that's... That's yeah. just how it is. That's all he has time for. So if you're sending in a song, send in the best damn song you've ever written and just send in that one song and, you know, personalize right. it. And, and I feel like that goes a long way, just, just doing the work. Do you put an emphasis on social media? I... I think social media is important. I'm, I'm not saying to ignore it, but don't rely on it. Yeah. I feel like there's some people that just build up this crazy following because they vlog about, I don't know what they vlog about anymore. Yeah. I actually watched a vlog about somebody describing their Frappuccino and they had over a million hits and I was just kind of mind boggled because she was in our, an acting class I was in and she said she's like a Viner and, I, and she has tons of followers, but I just, I didn't, see that connection right um thank god she was in an acting class though to learn about sure yeah so obviously she, yeah so she she does care but there is that weird thing going on and, and i think you have to pay attention to social media but it shouldn't be the end-all be-all we've been casting um some young men for the the new music video for crave and for dead man and never once have i looked at anybody's social media you um 
But if they're really great and they have a good social media, they're like knowledge, you're interested in that finding does out help. More. For me, at the end of the day, I want the most people to see my music videos. Right. So if, if Bob and Sam are both excellent and yeah. one has a hundred thousand followers and one has five, yeah. and they're both amazing, I'm gonna go. It, that that is the weird. I have to admit the that weird social media that thing. Can help you. Yeah, but but it also is because I'm I'm very small. I think if I was you know Stephen King and there's two great people and he doesn't care. He's Stephen King. Yeah. The movie's gonna be wonderful and it's high budget. But I right. think for people who are trying to still get things out, yeah, it, it it matters more. Right. But I think it's mostly just about doing work. You know, b being in plays. Yeah. You know, I saw you in a play. It was beautiful and just in being in class and creating things and you're writing now, right? No, no, I'm, I'm producing. Oh, producing? Yeah, yeah. That must be really hard. I, like the writing thing is requires just a lot of discipline. Another producing thing. is really difficult though because I don't even know what producers do. They do everything. Yeah, I don't know what producers do either. <laughs> you're like, I'm figuring it out as I go. I'm That's like, I'm thing. just like, fuck it, man. Like, you want, you want to do this? Let's just, we'll figure out a way. Yeah. You know, I'll figure out a way. Like, um, did it once, we could do it again. Why not, right? Yeah. So, I'm not... Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just, like, I don't know, and you'll figure it out. I mean, I'm young. I got the rest of my life to figure things out. But, I mean, like, I, I have to do the... We have to do the work. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, bruises is out today. Yep, it's Congratulations. out Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Like, it's It feels very strange to have it finally out in the world but it's pretty it's pretty it's it's a beautiful album um you guys absolutely should download it today thank you for coming to oh, my you. office thank um, you for the beautiful flowers you're welcome you know this is this is this is really exciting like i'm so proud of you like again like this you're an amazing actress you're an amazing musician like you're just an amazing human oh, being i'm just gonna take you around with you know, <laughs> just listen to your I voice really, in my ear. i really believe that though you're like an amazing human being and i just want to say thank you so much for you know visiting us today and thank you like again stopping by on um, the office